0: Blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a
1: standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like
0: Today's message: the power of oneness. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. You that just for you.
1: You can't be down in the dumps with your friends for the next year. Even when people transition this world and you love them with all of your heart and they were your best friends and you've known one another since kindergarten. You pray. You don't feel good about it. But you don't live at the grave. You got to keep moving. You got to move on. You got to move on. Because you have a life worth living too. You got to move on. It wasn't easy. I guess it was easy when my daddy got killed. On the 4th day of May 1954. Because I didn't know no better. I just knew my daddy was dead. And I knew at the funeral that he wasn't coming back home. But I never really just stopped to. Caused that to become a part of my dog consciousness. Trying to make God give me an answer. What answer. Whatever answer he would have given me wasn't going to bring him back. So why be overly concerned about it? It's not that I didn't care. But in my life. I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about the one that the Lord gave me. In my life. Things that don't add up. And don't make no sense. I'm through with it. Because I'm of this mindset. If the Lord wants me to know it, he'll give it to me. He will bring me understanding. That's why he said, if you lack wisdom, ask me, I'll give it to you. I don't like the fact that I was not raised by my earthly father. I don't like the fact that my mother had to raise four children on her own. I don't like none of that. But, I look back, I can see the hand of God. My mother worked sometimes two jobs, but she did it, and that's what love got to do with it. And that's why I went into the military to help my mother. And send an allotment every month. Giving back. God will bring you to that place in your own life. Where you can look behind and see where he brought you from. Where you can look back and see a lot of stuff that would kill somebody else. You just moving right along. That's God. That's the grace of God. That's the mercies of the Lord. Some stuff that you've gone through that would have run just about everybody you know straight up crazy. But somewhere and somehow the Lord told you everything going to be all right. You didn't know how he was going to do it. But he did it. And he's still doing it. I'm going to get over there and show you the devil. And what he's doing. So you can set an embattlement against him. Because all that we deal with. In this world. Is spiritual warfare. But we get so caught up looking at people. We think it's the people. It's not necessarily the people. It's the one that yielded to the devil. But you got to see yourself out of debt. You got to see yourself out of confusion. You, you, it, I don't know anybody with good sense that don't want to live a life filled with peace. And especially when you get up and you over 65, you don't need no confusion. You get nervous and bust somebody in the head with an ax, and now you, you got to deal with Carlos and, 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 and Anthony. Some, 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 some of this stuff can get on your last nerve. So you need to do a Dion Warwick and walk on by. Walk on by. When you perceive that the people in front of you talking have no wisdom, leave. It takes a fool to argue with himself. And they'll do it too. But I'm trying to get to a point. Will you help me? Now, nothing will be withheld from them which they have imagined to do. Before I ever got to this church, before this building right here was ever put up, and I was working at AT&T, and this is the God's truth, I drew y'all in to the pews. Sorry I missed some of y'all hair, but I found out that <laughs> Is a reality when I met some of y'all. <laughs> but I saw the church as full. I began to testify that there was no room left in the building. Because I did not see an empty seat. And I said that for years and had the congregation to repeat it. And I stopped it. And so I'm recovering in a sense because I've seen God move. I've seen him work. So it's nothing that I or you, all things being equal, can imagine that God won't do for us. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. Verse 7, come let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So it was in the division of the languages that caused the people to be divided. But God came back on the day of Pentecost. And every nation under heaven was represented. And every man heard every man speak about the wonderful works of the Lord in that day. Because the language barrier was pulled down. Now in your Sunday school class. Or whatever part of ministry you operate in. You need to start confessing. That it's full. Amen. Yeah. If you move into a new neighborhood. You better start confessing. Father I thank you that I got Holy Ghost filled neighbors. Amen. And not any hangers children living next door. Amen. Confess what you want to possess. And then put some legs to it. And go to work. Are you still here? So the power of agreement. After the flood. The people is one. They have one language. This they begin to do. And nothing will be restrained from them. Which they imagine to do. Let me ask you a question. How do you see yourself? Come on. As as an individual. I'm talking to Christian people now. How do you see yourself? Are you depressed? Are you down and out? Are you standing or are you stooping? How do you vision your life within the next three years from now? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be three years from now? Have you talked to the Father about it? Are you laying plans for that? You ought to have a short-range and a long-range plan. If you're thinking about retirement, what you're going to do after you retire? Some people should not retire. Because they ain't going to do nothing but go home, get fat, tilt over, and die. <laughs> you you, you got to have, you know, what I have discovered, and one reason I'm challenged with my back, it's real simple. I sat down too long. It weakened my muscles. And I, you know a lot of times when people are tired on a job during the course of a day, all they think about is retirement. If I could just get out of here and go home, I'm going to be happy because I won't have to come to this. And then they go home. You can only clean the bathroom so many times. Huh? You done cleaned it. It was it was clean when you cleaned it, and cleaned it again. And now you have nothing to do but sit up and get chubby. Our bodies are made to move. God wants us to move all the days of our lives. I used to think sitting down, you know, was being cool. You sit down too long, you're going to start getting real stiff. So you want to retire to do what? To do what? Some people are too young to retire. You got to stay out there. Because the way is, I don't need to get in all that. I don't need to get in all that. But I tell you one thing, they're gonna look at the time you work there and the age you are when you talk about retirement. And some of that money you ain't gonna get until you sixty five. So what you gonna do? Go to McDonald's and you want some fries with that? Be careful what you do. Now, I said all that, that was introduction. <laughs> now, if one can put a thousand to flight because they agree within themselves, the devil ain't going to live in my house, the devil is not going to run my life, the devil is not going to ruin my life because God has given me much word. And so I'm vigilant within my heart, within my mind, because I know where I'm trying to get to in my life. I'm trying to get debt free. If this is a house I'm going to live in, I'm going to pay it off. I'm not going to put a second mortgage on where I lay my head. I want a free house. And if I want to add on to it, it's only going to enhance the value of it. I ain't trying to work all these years and end up with nothing. So I'm going to talk to God about my future. And he's going to assure me what? That he's going to be right there with me. Even in my old age. I plan on still be bearing fruit. Your life means something. You want to live it. You want to live all of it. You want to be happy with it. If some people you have to leave along the way, leave them. They'll find their way. Don't you let your kids sit up and and pull all your retirement money over there, you know, because their imagination is a whole nother mindset. When they think about a car, they think about you. And I'm not talking about coming to pick you up to drive you because you can't drive yourself. So, let me pull two things together and I'm through because we really need to see this. So, if with the imagination, nothing shall be impossible if we imagine to do a thing. Now, really, when you think about it, we can't effectively live in this world without our imagination. You ever had a good Sunday meal, and now all of it is put up in the refrigerator? And you in the bed, and it's one o'clock in the morning. And you licking your lips because you remember that chicken you ate at 6 p.m.? You getting up out that bed because you can see yourself eating that chicken. You can see yourself eating that last piece of tater pie. And you're going to get up and get to it. So why can't we imagine in our heart and mind all things being equal that it is well with my soul? No matter what I'm facing, it is well. Now you know the woman made that statement when she had a dead son back at the house. But she told the prophet, "He said, is it well? She said, it is well with my soul. Sometimes I think we drag our spirit down. Meditating and concentrating on the thing that's trying to get us down. Tell you neighbor, we got to keep moving. Okay now, I want to put together two scriptures. I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 3, which we looked at earlier today. And I'm talking about the power of oneness. The power of oneness is powerful. When you get people saying the same thing, minding the same thing, judging the same thing, doing the same thing, you got a powerhouse. You got a powerhouse. And see, when people try to come between you and your mate or you and your friends to separate And to divide you, you ought to already know what time it is and rebuke all that in the name of Jesus. You ought to let let them know you're not getting between me and my sister. You're not getting between me and my brother. As a matter of fact, Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. Now that's the power of oneness when you're over there by yourself. And the other power of agreement is we're going to be sisters forever. We're going to be brothers forever. We're going to walk in love and we're going to look out for one another's children and we're going to do good by one another. I remember a long time ago when I was living when Mary and I were living our family was living on Chestnut Street right across the street from Sister Joyce, Adam and Gardner and Von Giovanna Monique. I remember meeting uh, Oliver Young who was a, a brilliant bricklayer and he lived right across the street in front of our house on Chestnut Street. That's the place I went that night to commit suicide. But I met him and this is what I said to him. I told him my name. My name is Fred Carwell. He told me his name. My name is Oliver Young. I told him, I said, um, you know, we, we, we just moved in right there. And uh, he was already there. And I told him, I said, look, if I got an egg in my house, and he never forgot that. He's sleeping out in the bosom of Jesus a few years ago. I told him, if I got an egg in my house, you got an egg. It was just that simple. I was practicing Christianity in the neighborhood. And I wanted people to know that I'm a Christian. So if I got an egg in my house, you got an egg. And as years rolled on. Before Oliver went to sleep in Jesus. He would make that statement. Man I never will forget. When you told me. If you got an egg. I got an egg. We have to practice Christianity. With people we meet. So that they know. That you are God's property. You don't do shady business deals. You don't buy hot stuff. Unless it's at Waffle House. I mean, you know, there are things that your makeup should be. You don't cheat people out of money. There are things that that you should be known as not doing. But back to the power of oneness. It is so powerful until the Godhead is one. Ain't nobody going to turn Jesus against the Holy Ghost. And ain't nobody gonna turn the Holy Ghost against God the Father, cause Jesus said it Himself in John eleven thirty, 1130 or eleven thirty one. My Father and I are one. Now what do you mean being married, and y'all are two? Are you being in a business relationship, and y'all are three? The power of oneness is what produces results, cause when it's one and oneness then you have power. For instance, President of the United States represents all of (laughs) y'all. He talks for all of y'all. Now can you imagine falling out with all the allies, falling out with everybody else, and moaning and groaning about a wall they want. And millions of people out of work because there's no wall. But you got to remember, those that have delegated authority speak for the people they represent. Even though we might say, he ain't speaking for me. Oh, yes, he is. If you're in America, he's speaking for you. So when a man stands up and speaks for his family, he's speaking. A woman stands up and speaks for her family, she's speaking. And when words are spoken, they cannot easily be overridden by anybody if you got the authority to speak them. You tell your child you're not going to the movie. A nosy neighbor hears about it and texts you, oh, let that child go. That's all that order. You imagine what you need to text back. Where you have authority is where you stand. Your child still up under your roof? Yeah, you still got authority. Your child up under your roof without a curfew? Why? Why? If, if, you know, if you're a liberal parent, you say, well, my child's at the house and they come and go anytime they want to and they want to get in at five a.m. in the morning. That's fine. Those are the rules of your house. Nobody has the right to change those rules. I would say something, but I, I won't say it because it'll get back to my daughter. Then I have trouble in my house. <laughs> but here in First Peter chapter three, let's look and see what the real deal is. I want to drop down to verse seven. In like manner, you husbands, or you business people, or whoever you're in business with, you husbands, dwell with them, your wives, one at a time. <laughs> According to knowledge, right? Is that right? But listen to this. Giving honor unto the wife, give that honor, as unto the weaker vessel, right? But watch this and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So if the devil can get division up in the house, prayers going to be hindered. And if prayers are hindered, then whatever you imagine probably won't work right if you're talking about unity and you divide it all along the way and there's confusion and every evil work Then how is it that prayers can be answered when they're going to be hindered because of what's going on at the house? And so it is at churches, in neighborhood watch groups. It's always somebody that does not like somebody that's in charge. It's always somebody that that challenges leadership. And they want to know who put you in charge. Why do I have to listen to you? Because I'm in charge. But some people say... Well, you really don't have to, but you can still be a part of the group. Well, I don't like you. Now what you going to do? Well, I'm going to fast and pray. I ain't putting myself through all that get out. You have to either be in authority or you're under authority. Now, when it comes to up-close relationships, Peter's talking about, so your prayers won't be hindered. And if prayers are hindered, it's because somebody is not talking the right talk to one another, even in a business relationship. I worked at AT AT&T. Y'all go to Matthew 18, 18. I remember working at AT AT&T, and every day it was another rumor. You know what the rumor was? Ooh, the plant going to close. They closing the plant. Have you heard? That stuff went on until the plant finally closed. You can, kill your, you can kill something with your words. We've already been told that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I want to encourage all you women in here that are married. You need to so build your husband up until he think he can go out in the middle of our 20 and drop head and tear 18 wheel up coming 85 miles an hour. And that he's gonna be okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, give him the helmet. (laughs) We are to build up one another with our words. You can build people up with your words until they will begin to believe nothing is impossible.
0: Today's message the power of oneness. FC 2735. FC2735 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net
1: Jesus returned. I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me. Came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Get the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl, is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. Seven four eight zero Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana seven eleven nineteen. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much much love to you.